I've come to the conclusion that you have way more fun when you spend way more money. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, so the more money you spend, the more fun you have. Yes. What 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 brought this conclusion about? Oh, so our boy DZ's birthday oh, the yeah. other day <laughs> was the other day. And uh so we made stipulations that everybody had to wear suits or yeah. blazers. Okay, grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to a freaking Nice dinner. Mm-hmm. So it was like a uh, Mexican food restaurant. Yeah, it, was slash. it was gourmet Mexican. Okay. But it was also a cigar lounge. Oh, dope. On the other side. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're balling out there. Then we go to the rooftop. Clover Club, rooftop uh, rooftop bar, Clover Club. Get a section. Who's <laughs> got a section, boys? Section, boys. Bottle. We got a bottle. Two. Got another bottle. Got another bottle. <laughs> I got three bottles. Did somebody say three bottles? <laughs> bro, but 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 to bro, whenever you spend money, it's, it just changes the experience. It's the experience. Yeah. Like if you ever go somewhere broke, you're never gonna have fun because you're always trying to count the cost. Like you always like you're too worried right, about bro, the let money. me just oh that's too expensive to do. Bro, that's too expensive to do. That's right. why you can't take broke right. people on vacation with you. So fuck it, just go. <laughs> Let's start the podcast. <laughs> We're back. What up, though? So, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Soundboard Podcast. Can we say it together, guys? Oh, Come yeah, on. yeah. Let me, let me just count it in. One, two, three. The, the Soundboard, Soundboard Podcast. Podcast. Sorry, guys. We're still new to this. <laughs> but uh, you guys been showing mad love, man. We appreciate we it. Appreciate I think they liked us. I think they liked us. They wanted more. Yeah, and it. so we are back. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Dante. It's your boy, JJ. This is Coop. And that's also his Instagram name. <laughs> It's all about marketing. <laughs> that's also his Instagram. Boys record one episode. It's like what, about and now marketing. all of a sudden we we are. Hey guys, join us on Patreon. <laughs> Not yet, but it, but it is coming. And real talk, man. So what did you guys hear from people about the podcast? Is there anything that stood out to y'all that somebody said like, "Oh, this was dope. I really really enjoyed this." Like, what was the thing that stood out to you? Yeah, man. I think we got some pretty good, pretty positive feedback, which right. I appreciate. Um, one thing that stood out to me is people said it sounded like we were just like we were natural, just, right? casually, like, just having, having casual conversations. conversations, like we just sitting on the couch, like we just chip, chopping it up in a room, you know. So I think that's good. That's, that is that's good. Cool. Yeah, what you got? Uh, a lot of people just basically said like it helped them think about things differently, or it just opened up conversation, you know, for their week to other people, right? And I mean, that's basically why I think we're here to do is just to start conversation. Yeah. Not that we have answers, but we're just starting a conversation and uh, see where it goes from there. Yeah, because if y'all haven't figured it out by now, we don't have it figured out. That's the entire <laughs> premise y'all, of y'all the show. We don't have it figured so out. In JJ fact, knows. J- well, you know, JJ read books. That's the segment. <laughs> segment. JJ knows. New segment coming, JJ knows. <laughs> that was actually one of the things that uh, someone told me. Deanne actually said, hey guys, I tuned in. I love the perspective of y'all being in your 30s, mm. black men trying to figure it out. Yeah. So we really, really enjoyed that, guys. Please keep the feedback coming. If you really want to support us, just like it, share it. Also, follow us on IG at the Soundboard Podcast. So, fellas, 
What's up? What's been going on, man? What's going on in y'all world? I'm busy working from home for a year and going on a year and two months. And they want to go from zero to 100. <laughs> Bro, wait. <laughs> it wasn't no ramp up. They no. literally just got on no, the call and was they, like, pull back up to the job. They were like, well, we're going to gradually progress into um, bringing everybody back on to, to, to campus to work. Right. We'll start two to three days and then, you know, we'll gradually get everybody back full time. They sent an email out the next week and was like, we'll be back full time. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, <laughs> full capacity, everything. full capacity, Ooh. back full time. So tomorrow actually will be my first day back uh, in the office, and you know it'll be the first day of a long week back mm. in the office. Are you? Do they? Are they letting you do like a flex schedule? Is it just they give us be... the option for okay. flex, but but because of my job right now, I, I don't really have that option. Oh, okay, I got yeah, you. So I got you. I still got to be in the office full time. So how are you feeling about this? Like you've been you've been at the crib now for an entire year and two months how are you feeling about going back because i think there are other people who who's, uh, whose jobs also are opening back up and yeah. they got to go back no nah, yeah bro i think that um it's gonna be a transition so i think i've gotten so used to being working from home it's convenient like i have a routine established i ain't got to spend money on gas Ooh, i ain't right. got to spend i ain't right. got to worry about this commute there's so many there's so many benefits i think from working from home that i've gotten used to over right. the past year and i've proven that we can do our job from the house right so, um, right you know, I, I think that it's good. There's there's a good balance. Like, if you can go into work half of the time and stay and work from home the other half of the time, I think it'd be good. But it's going to be a transition. I ain't ready, <laughs> I ain't ready for this for this 100%, sure. you know? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, now, that's a, that, that is, it's crazy that they're wrapping it up. But, bro, but the world is opening back up. So this is more of what's going on right now. My job ain't really said anything. They ain't really in no rush um, to get us back in the office. But... So you have yeah. the option to work from home. Yeah, I just we, our offices are still closed, so I'm working from home right now. You feel like you're more productive in office or at home? It depends on if my boss is listening or not. <laughs> uh, let's just go with more productive <laughs> at home. At home, okay, yeah. Actually, you know what? I will say I am more productive at home because when you're at work, like I wake up and start working. When you right. at the office, bro, you gotta get that to the first office. 30, 45 first minutes. of all, the first 30, 45 minutes, I need to get me get my mind right. right. I need to give me some water. I want to go catch up with the homies right. around the office. And so you kill you waste a lot of time like just being in the office. People coming into your office or your cubicle. Um, if if you uh, if you ain't paid like that. Uh, people right. coming in there, you ain't got no office. just yeah. If you ain't got no office, ain't no shade. People knocking on your, uh, knocking on your shoulder, just trying to, you know, trying to stop you. So, yeah. I, I, I feel you, bro. But I, I'm not excited about going back anytime soon. Did they give you all a date? They said looking towards September. Oh, you got some time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, like I said, don't let's let's take as much time as we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to go back. So that's what's going on with me. So pray for your boy. You know what I'm saying. We got you. We got you. So I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. Ain't too much been going on in my world. Like I've been working. I've been. Y'all know what? I tell y'all the truth. I went to the ER. Ooh. <laughs> Talk about Why it. Why are we laughing, laughing, bro? Why are we laughing? Why y'all laughing? Because <laughs> we got a little context already, <laughs> bro. Let me just tell y'all. Let me just tell y'all, y'all. What happened? I have a lactose intolerance, bro. Mm -hmm. I never grew up with this, bro. I grew up eating cereal up until college, bro. Every day. <laughs> now I can't do that no more. So now I eat dairy, bro, and it literally makes me sick. But I also heard like ninety eight percent of African Americans yeah, have bro, a dairy but you, intolerance. But you gotta, you gotta set the precedent. You've been vegan 
for a vegetarian. So they say you're a fake vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the vegans aren't listening. <laughs> they choosy. They're I, choosy. I, I, I pick and choose. And so there are days I don't eat dairy, but then there are times where I do eat dairy. And so I'll never forget me. And my lady were out at this like uh, at this like little mixer, mm-hmm. and bro, they had these little sh- like little delectable uh, like cheesecakes in a in a jar. And so my girl looked at me. She said, "Babe, I don't think you should eat that. You know that got dairy. It's gonna mess you up." And I looked at that woman dead in her face and was like, "Mind your business. I'll take two, <laughs> right? Like four of them joints, bro." Literally that next morning, I was on the floor talking about God. Please help me. I promise I'll never do it again. You know, Dante. <laughs> you did it to yourself. <laughs> I don't think God listened to me, bro. So I ended up going to the ER, but and the doctor basically was like, "Bro, you know that you have an intolerance, so quit being stupid." I can't believe it put you in the ER. Yes, bro. I was in there almost in tears. What they do? Uh, press on your tummy, let the gas out. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we don't need to get into specifics. Just know your boy's in the ER, okay? okay? I'm feeling much better. Still, you know, still got to watch what I'm eating. So, you know, it's a work in progress. But that's all that's been going on with me. Boy, having a, having a relapse. <laughs> now, I like, I like I speaking of gas, but that was a terrible transition. Whoa. <laughs> Where are we going? I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see. Because I, I know some, there are certain type of beings that are super gassy. Mm-hmm. And they get like really fussy. I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm about to be a father. Ah! <laughs> you heard it here first. This is Coop, aka Big Poppy. <laughs> Yo, hey, congratulations, my boy. Congrats, bro. First of all, I just want to say we knew, mm-hmm. but we couldn't say anything, right? Because they wanted to make an official announcement. But y'all, Coop done shot the club up. Now he about to be a whole right. dad. Several times. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Oh, wait, too graphic? Too <laughs> graphic. But he's married, so he can do yeah, that. He can do that. <laughs> he can do that. So, Coop, walk me through. How did you find out? Oh, that's a good. How did you find out that you were about to be a dad? So, on my birthday, um, I came and I was... So, we, my friend got married on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out to Mario. Uh, Mario and Desiree. Got married on my birthday, so we're getting ready for the wedding. Uh, I come downstairs, Keanu gives me my birthday present, and it's like a ring box. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. She got me a pinky ring. I want a pinky ring. <laughs> I want a pinky ring. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yes, I got my pinky ring. And I open it, and it's a peppercorn. What is a peppercorn? That was called peppercorn. It's like a little, it's like what pepper comes from, that you grind up. Oh, oh yeah. Or a salad or whatever. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay, I guess we're not doing real gifts this year. It. I, I'm like, oh, thank you, but uh, fake happy, right? I'm fake happy, and then she and then she showed me, you know, she uh, sent me the pregnancy test. What's the peppercorn? That's how big the baby was. Oh, oh okay, make it make sense, <laughs> yeah. cool. Bro, yeah, I, was yeah. like, bro, I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, that's how big the baby was at the time. Oh. What did you, bro? What were the thoughts that went through your head? Did you cry? No, I was excited though. I didn't cry. I didn't it, cry at my wedding either. Dang. Mm-hmm. I think you'll cry when you hold the baby. Maybe. Oh my. I was ex- I was excited though. Bro, Coop is. About I'm still to be excited. Up. I'm super excited. Yeah. So you, are we announcing what you're having? Yeah, I'm having a baby girl. Oh, she about to have this man wrapped around her finger. Which is did crazy. You want a, did you want a girl or did you want a boy? You know what? Subconsciously, I think that I 
I made this happen. Not that. <laughs> what you wait? What, you, what do you mean? So when me and uh, Kiana first started dating, I used to buy her jewelry, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really buying this for our daughter or granddaughter. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean? So they could be like, oh, this is my generation. Pass it down, like yeah. heirloom type thing. So I was like, oh, it, this makes perfect sense. Mm. Dang, Coop, you about to be a whole. And you know what, Coop? And this is the thing. You normally they say if a guy is trash, God gives you daughters as payback. <laughs> Maybe I've been trash. No. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, but I don't think that's the okay, case good, for you. Good. good and so good, God yeah. just bless you with a daughter, bro. I think yeah. that is phenomenal. So this is the thing, Coop. Mm. It's a lot going on in our world. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest fear? About being gay. Because you're 31 now. Mm-hmm. When the baby gets here, you'll still be 31, right? Yes. What is your biggest fear about becoming a father? Um, I haven't really thought about this at all. I mean, I guess the obvious fear of just not being here. That would be the biggest fear. But Wait, whoa. <laughs> like, if so, like if something were to happen to me, you know what I mean? Oh, like leaving your, leaving your daughter by Leaving my daughter by That would be the only thing that... That would be scary, but besides that, nothing. You know, you heard him. He said he's fearless. He ain't got nothing. He did. He said you got to be brave. You got to be brave to be a father. You're right. You're right. You're right. Is there anything anything that you're you're looking forward to? Everything, bro. Like, um, different activities that she'll do. Just like teaching her Father-daughter dance. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff, bro. I'm, I'm excited, bro. That's what's up. So guys, I just want to let y'all know I'm having an uncle shower, boy. So look, so I posted that. I posted that under y'all photo. I posted, and Kigo respond. What is an uncle shower? I said, well, I, first of all, this is a community baby, and so technically, as a new uncle, you need some. I'm, I need things as well. Right. Coffee. I need. You know, there are things that people need to bring me because now I'm going to be an uncle, and so I'm going to have an uncle shower. But I'll let you guys know the dates. Let's do it. Bro, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like fatherhood is scary in today's world. And not to scare you. I just, lot, I, a, are you trying to make on. me scared? Oh, <laughs> I think Dante's projecting. He's projecting? <laughs> I'm definitely projecting. Bro, have you seen what we do to the earth? Let me just go and tell y'all. Oh, I just like talked that. to Coop about recycling, and he said he don't recycle. He said he recycle cardboard. But he don't recycle glass. That's what we need. What do we need class for, Dante? Because, bro, look, the world is basically falling apart. What does recycling have to do with fatherhood? I'm just saying, bro. I don't know. If the, <laughs> I don't know if the world gonna be here too much longer if we keep treating it the way we treating it. I can't do nothing about that. But it is a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, though. Yeah. So trying to think about raising a raising a kid during this time. This is I a feel lot like different. It's always been that way, though. If you ask your if when. Our parents were getting raised by their grandpa- well, our grandparents. They were still like, oh, the world's changed so much. It's a crazy time. That's true. I've been hearing that my whole life. But I just feel like there's more outside influences than there's ever been before. Because you have more like TV shows, you know, music. You have more but access to these things. If you give them access, I mean. I don't even think you have to give it to them. Like, it's, it's just access out there. Ready for everybody to just take part. Right. Mm-hmm. If they don't learn it from, even if you try to keep it in the household, I feel like kids learn so much from their friends, from from cousins, oh, from yeah. from whatever. Because kids nowadays, they be on all this technology. So they be on YouTube. They have um, phones. They have all this stuff. So they can learn a lot. I don't know, bro. I feel like 
the way I was raised, my parents were always super honest with me. So I feel like there's nothing. They're going to hear stuff outside of me, obviously. Right. I think that just talking to them about everything. Right. I mean. This where we stand in this house. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they were sheltered to the point where they learned stuff for the first time from people that didn't know what they were talking about. Right. You know what I mean? So then it's an issue. But as long as you, I feel like I've been. Obviously, raised a child yet. No, speak but, on it. <laughs> I feel like as long as I'm honest and we can have conversations, then it'll be fine. I don't even, I don't, that, that stuff doesn't even cross my mind. Now, Coop, let me just prepare you. I might be overconfident. Nah, bro, I think that's I do real. have a confidence problem. <laughs> I have too much confidence. <laughs> I know that's real, bro, because I, when I think about how I was raised, too, my my parents were always pretty open and honest with me. Like they're mm-hmm. pretty transparent about things. So if I ever had questions about anything, I could come and talk to them. About right. It. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go seek outside sources, which you know provided a level of like foundation that I got from my family. Mm-hmm. And from that standpoint, like, my parents were able to like instill certain values in me. Right. right. So it's like I get those values from my upbringing, not necessarily from society. Right. So I think that that's what makes the biggest difference. No. Yeah. Now, Coop, I want to warn you. Okay. You ain't got to worry about this when the little lady is a kid, mm-hmm. when she a baby, mm-hmm. but oh, when she becomes a teen. Mm-hmm. So let me just, guys, let me just tell y'all a little bit about my, about my backstory. Right. My, I have a beautiful girlfriend. Her name is Olivia. She has a daughter girlfriend. names. Who, <laughs> Every time. Cool. <laughs> there is no need to do that. Okay. Just mind your business. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Things sorry. are coming. I got your back, Liv. Things are coming. So, uh, she has a daughter who is 15, bro. Mm. 15 years old. That's, boy, that, that age. That's right that there. age, bro. Mm-hmm. That's that age. And so, it's always so funny because they are just like, you have a woman and a young woman in the house. Attitudes be flying. And I just have to be the voice of reason sometimes. Like, hey, go in your corner. Go in your corner. So, right. everybody so, calm down. So, today, you already have some experience as like from fatherhood from a, from a different perspective. Right. Yeah. So from a different perspective. So I've known Jaden probably since she was like five years old. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a great relationship. Like right. she tells me that I'm easy to talk to. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes with, with the mom and daughter dynamic, it's harder for them to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's like, Dante, you're a great listener. My mama don't really be listening. Sorry, Jaden. <laughs> and, and Olivia, you cannot put her on punishment for saying that. No. Cause it's fact. Yeah, but I can see that because I'm sure that you see a lot of yourself in your child, so you kind of see what they're up to, right? Where you're just talking to her, like you know, this is you know, I'm like, yo, this is what it is, yeah, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the I thing. I already know what you're gonna do because I already did it, right? Right. <laughs> I already know the game, <laughs> right? Please don't try to play me. I know right, the game, right? So, so I, I, but it's also a phenomenal time, bro, because it'd be so funny when they really be, they'll be around the house like. Ugh, uh, uh, and then when they're away from each other, like if Olivia's been traveling for work, she'll be gone. Jaden will be like, I miss my mom. And, and Olivia be like, I miss my baby. I'm like, bro, y'all are obnoxiously disgusting. So you and Jaden, y'all have a pretty good relationship. Oh, yeah, bro. That's the homie. That's my bestie. That's, that's, my, that's my best friend, bro. We talk about, I feel like we talk about everything. She's a great, she's a great child besides her little attitudes here and there. And so, Coop, I'm excited for you, bro. I, I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm excited, excited for you. Uh, congrats again. Thank you, sir, bro. Hella excited. You know, it's October, baby. Come on, that's the that's the greatest. October's month. very that's own. The greatest Ironies month of the year, sake, of course. Oh yeah, come on, October, baby. Come on, October. Yeah. October's very own. March is better, but whatever. I like February. Nah, October's where it's at. 
Whatever you say, JJ. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so earlier, JJ talked about the world opening back up, bro. We have been on. First of all, some of y'all never closed. Okay. Mm. Some of y'all never closed. Let me just tell y'all. Let me just call y'all out. Atlanta was never closed. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida Houston. was never closed. Houston was never closed. Low key, Dallas wasn't really closed like we that. Had, we I'll had, say we Texas, had, bro. Texas was. We never had a, really like closed. a week or two of closure. But then they was open back up after yeah, that. Like, come get this uh, bottled alcohol. You could just right. take that mockery down with you. <laughs> you can drive up. Yeah. So now, y'all president, Joe, first of all, Joe, just gas getting high, Joe. Bruh. But that's a whole other subject. But Joe is saying if you got the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to social distance. So essentially, the world is back open. And so my We're question, back, baby. My question for y'all is... Now that the world is open, we were essentially, quote unquote, on lockdown for a year. Mm-hmm. What did you learn during that year, bro? Um, I learned that I make a, more money than I thought. Mm. <laughs> why, why, why did you learn that you make more money than you thought? Because I was at home not spending money at all, just making money and just like, Making wow. money and making babies. <laughs> Coop was busy during the pandemic. <laughs> So basically, you were spending money on things you had no business spending money on. Not that I didn't have business; it was just unnecessary. So what were you doing? Like I had buying fun. food every it was day, fun stuff like money. that. Uh, yeah, eating out, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you can spend so much money on alcohol, bro. I mean, it, it can a hundred dollars at a bar is like, yeah, it's gone. Regular. <laughs> what the world? I don't know. Regular. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't just say I have a problem. <laughs> we might want to fix that before October, okay? Before the baby gets here. But yeah, I mean, really, uh, that I had bad spending habits, and mm. um, I mean, I, I feel like I also learned just like time management, also, right? Because I mean, I had a lot more time to do things mm. that I actually wanted to do. Uh, gave me time to just like focus on myself. Nobody like, hey, let's go here, let's go here. Like, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, so I'm just literally right. just sitting in my house doing whatever I want to do. And thank God I had a house. Cause I know a lot of people had like an apartment or something. They were right. in a confined space. But. <laughs> he basically just said, y'all are broke. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But what about you, JJ? Uh, bro. Like, so I'm one of those people that had an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that, boy, that boy had to step outside to think. Bro, and it's like just looking at them four walls. That boy was in jail. Confinement. I was trying to get outside as much as I could and like just take walks. I took so many walks every day. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. But um for me, man, I think I just learned um what really matters. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think whenever um the pandemic hit, you saw so many people that were like anxious, stressed, right? These people that are quote unquote successful. Right, right, that are right. that are stressed, right? So what really matters, like these people that are stressed, have they have the 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 house, they have the cars, they have all these nice material things, right? It don't matter if you can't do nothing, you right. can't go nowhere, right. you can't leave your house, you can't do anything. So all these material possessions that you have don't matter. So then people are stuck trying to figure out figure themselves out and like figure out relationships and right. like what really matters. To me, it's like I, I think I learned um, a lot about myself in um, just reflecting because I mm. spent a lot of time just. And thinking and a lot of times with myself like people relationships are one thing that really matter um mm-hmm. your 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 values your goals like those type of things those some more, more of those like intrinsic qualities um i think um 
took the priority. Like it took it it showed me like those things matter more than like the materialistic things. And I mean, you know, you people say that all the time, but right. like, actually, I think COVID gave us an opportunity to see it, right? And so that was to me that was like one of those biggest takeaways. Like, man, what am I really doing? Like, what's the reason why? What's the motivation? Right. What's the what's the um, What's the drive to accomplish these things? Because am I am I just doing these things to accomplish these material possessions that at the end of the end of the day don't really matter, or am I trying what, trying to reach a level of fulfillment, like impacting these these people I'm in a relationship with, I'm doing life with, right. these type of things? Those are the things that I think for me that stood out through the pandemic. Yeah. Bro, that's good. That's His good. Name and I is think JJ, it, and he reads books. Right. That's, <laughs> thank you, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it just showed us our habits, right? Like. It showed you your habits. So there were people, y'all, who literally were out here risking their whole life because they just could not just not go mm. to the club mm. or like not go out. And I think it just made people realize, like, bro, it, it's like it's almost like, what are you hiding from? Like, what are you running from? Right. Like, is it so much for you to sit down and just be still? And just be okay, like, just being at the crib. Right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, bro. Like, think about how many people are going through life every single week, like, just going to work and going out. Because right. that's what mm-hmm. they feel like life is. And no judgment to anybody who does that, like, right. who's going out here having fun. But I think it just, it calls us to be more cognizant and aware and just kind of, you know, figure that out. Yeah, right. bro. Because basically, if, if people like that were, were on autopilot, where every day they're just doing the same thing, they're doing the same routine, COVID hit, and now you're forced into, like, forced into reality. Like, what does that look right. like for you? Everything changes. Your whole world shifts. Yeah. Right. I can't add one more thing. Yeah, what's up? What you got, Coop? It also showed me that your house, I kind of already knew this, your house should be your your place of enjoyment like your sanctuary it's your sanctuary mm-hmm. whatever you like the most you should have access to if it's possible at your house mm-hmm. right you know what i mean because so, you got a gym i got I, I bought my gym over covid you know what i mean oh so wait you didn't always have that no. gym in your garage when they said the pandemic I, I read i was reading about the pandemic they're like uh they might shut everything down gyms might close so i went online all this stuff was on sale because nothing had been Selling out yet. Yeah. Right. I bought all this stuff on sale. All these weights, everything on sale. Dang, bro. Perfect time. Perfect time. You're such a, a muscle gym. head. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get weights. I, no I, I enjoy working out. So I was like, I need, why haven't I already done this? Why, mm-hmm. why right. would I, if I like it so much, why can I not have it at my house? You know what I mean? Bro, that's actually a different type of, that's a different type of mindset. I actually heard this guy. Uh, he calls by a nine to five millionaire. Uh-huh. He basically has this huge mansion. Uh-huh. He has a gym in it. He has a movie theater in it. And uh-huh. he's like, look, bro, your house should be your sanctuary for you and your family. Right. So basically what you just said, the things that I love, right. even though it's a pandemic, I want to make sure I'm still able to do those things because that's where I find enjoyment. Yes, bro. If I had more space, I would have a golf simulator in there. <laughs> I, <would do, laughs> I want to do all hey, types that of stuff. golf simulator would have been clutch. Yes. But I think it also shows that, you know, you want to have those things that you love and people realize that they in the house with people they don't love. Oh, bro. They said like the divorce rate and stuff Bruh. was so hot because think about it. If you're going to work, she going to work. Y'all, y'all, ever have to see y'all ain't other. really seen mm. each other until nighttime. Like y'all seen each other for dinner and then maybe sleep. You know, maybe y'all doing a little rumble in the sack. Maybe. Maybe. But I think now you locked in the house together. One, you realize the house ain't big enough. Mm. And two, you like, dang, every time I turn around, you're there. Mm-hmm. Why are you still here? What are you <laughs> still doing here? You can't go nowhere. I really didn't like you to begin with. 
So that's I really real, think that bro. I think that showed people like I, like real relationships. That's mm-hmm. good. That's actually really really good, JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, bro. I think the pandemic. So I was one of those people that was furloughed during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that the pandemic showed me is your job is a resource, but it ain't the source. Woo! Come on, that boy gave himself a woo. Come on. <laughs> Come he on. Got to it before I got to it. Holy Spirit, I had to do that myself. <laughs> you know how you telling your testimony and it just well, I don't think you can woo yourself. Bro, I can. Yeah, okay. I just did, okay? okay. All right, all right, and this right. is the thing, be clear. It was millions of people furloughed and laid off. I know some of y'all was capping on social media because I know I wasn't the only one. <laughs> Dante at home, like, how are these people? <laughs> I know I wasn't the only one. But it did, but it did show me that, bro. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, right before the pandemic, I was like, yo, I was telling I was telling Olivia. We were on the phone. I was like, thank God I'm in a department where I ain't gotta worry about that. And then they furloughed me like a oh, day later. Man, so it really just showed me, bro, yeah. like at the end of the day, one, you need to never look to one job as a as a as a source of income. You need to always have a backup plan. And two, at the end of the day, you can have a job, but you may not have peace. And so one of the things that I, I think Woo! There you go. On cue. Yeah. So one of the things that showed me is, bro, I was out of work for like a whole year. And there were moments where I was stressed out. But bro, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. God came through for your boy. Yeah. Because I never really was just out here panicking. Like right, right. I never had I never never was just out here panicking. Do you feel so, like that's because you went into it? With the the rap, the notion that God is the source, or like what what kind of caused you not to? So I'm gonna be real with you. That wasn't always my mindset. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, it was tough for me because you know how people always be like, uh, you know, God should be the Lord of your life, bro. I be the Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. In fact, my girl used to be like, you go by the Gospel of Dante. Mm-hmm. And so for me, at first, it was a little difficult, like yeah. not being able to work. I didn't realize how much I defined myself. Oh, yeah. By my job yeah. until I didn't have no job no more. Right. So I low key went through a little moment where I was like, Well, who am I? Like, if I'm going meet somebody and they just like, Oh, okay, what do you do? I'm like, What do I do? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I sit at home and collect I unemployment. Apply, I, apply, I apply for jobs. Right, <laughs> yeah. bro, real talk. And so uh, I think the pandemic just showed me, bro. Oh, side note, I'm back at work. Yeah. So I was furloughed for an entire year. And they called me back, bro. That's a whole year. That's tough. Um, And they called me back, bro. And so I'm I'm blessed to be back at work. Um, But it really, really just showed me one: you got to be out here moving smart with your money, and you need to have a backup plan because you just never know what may happen. And my mama warned me about this because my mom always said, "If you die today, your job will have your uh your they'll uh, have you replaced. They'll have you replaced tomorrow." Mm. And you know that was it wasn't nothing malicious, but you know a lot of businesses went through it because don't kill yourself trying to right. But they recognized they couldn't replace you, so they hired you. Know what you know what I'm saying? They bought, you, they bought the king back. You know what I mean? I don't think that you was the only person that struggled with that, bro. Because I think um, a lot of people had difficulties whenever they got furloughed. is because all of their um, value or worth, whatever, came from their job. And so whenever, you don't, whenever you're not working, you, you feel like you're not in control no more. Right. Mm-hmm. So you lose that sense of like financial stability. Right, right. So. Now, nah, bro, that 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 so that was the biggest thing, guys. We want to know. We want to know what was the biggest thing that the pan the panorama, as mm-hmm. some people call it, mm-hmm. taught you. So we're gonna put a post up on our IG, and we want you guys one to go and follow us on IG, and two, we want you to comment below. What is the thing that the pandemic taught you? Also, did you get COVID? 
Because I shook it. <laughs> Did you get it? I didn't get it. Oh. But I'm saying I, I shook it and dodged it for Did all anybody here get COVID? Nah. Uh-huh. Isn't it funny how like we thought of COVID like an STD? Like, what? oh, you got like, COVID. Like, You've been out here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at first it was like, mm. yeah. you know, I, you got, I, I you know, so had COVID. Right. I never had COVID, but I feel like I might have had it before, like before. It That's actually, what everybody was saying. Yeah. Before yeah, bro, it became I, pandemic. I was sick, man. I was sick for like a few weeks, bro. Probably like a month with this, like cough that wouldn't go away. Um, mm. They said it was an upper respiratory infection for me. They gave me antibiotics. Sounds nothing like happened. COVID. Right, 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 bro. I was out of it. I was out of it. So, you know, I think I'm good now. Bro, that is just, that's just crazy. So the world open back. The streets is open. The streets is calling. Are y'all vaccinated? I am not. <laughs> I feel like now. Get out. We, we went, I feel like we went from, we went from the maskers and non-maskers to like, are you vaxxed or are you not vaxxed? I'm not vaxxed. Are you vaxxed? Uh, yeah. He said that was such he a did, big Vax boy. <laughs> up. I'm not vaccinated yet, but I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards it. I'm leaning towards getting it though. I just haven't gotten it yet. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, leaning towards getting it. I'm not judging me, y'all out loud, boy. Especially <laughs> no, with me going back to work full time yeah. and then traveling, trying to travel and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my family also is vaccinated, so I can't be the only person that's not vaccinated. Trying to go. <laughs> you can. I, I, I mean, like, I could, but. I feel like it's okay. Either way. JJ be walking to the house. His family be like. Be looking at me sideways. Mm. Mm. I, was you hesi- I was hesitant because I don't get any vaccination, like flu shot, anything like that. So me like, either. So what you, why'd you get it? So yeah, shot? what made you get this This then? It seemed more extreme, bro. And I was just like, I'm ready for it to be over. And I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. I just want to get this vaccination so I can feel like, okay, moving around. Do you right. feel better after you got it? Like, do you feel... Do you feel yeah. like you're more... Do you still wear masks? I do, but I do it more so because... Other people? Story. You know how you go to the barbershop or whatever, and sometimes you have a barber that thinks he's super funny yeah. or whatever? So, when I went back to the barbershop like, a couple months ago, everybody's wearing masks, whatever, so it was good. good Mark, he's telling jokes, whatever. This fool starts telling his joke. He thinks he's so funny. He takes his mask off, right? He's still cutting me. Yeah. Spitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, before, I might not even thought about this. But yeah. I'm like, this guy is just spitting talking, on. spitting on me, bro. Uh, uh, who was that? Daffy Duck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suckatash. <laughs> but, bro, so it's like stuff like that. So it's like, when I walk to a restaurant, it's not necessarily for COVID and stuff like that, but it's like, it makes sense for me not to be breathing on people's food. Right. Or like I'm talking to somebody, walk to a restaurant, and right. sometimes spit comes out. You know what I mean? Right. So certain situations, it makes sense for me to have to have a mask on. Yeah. Right. So it's not necessarily only pushed by COVID for me. I just think it's gonna be weird, bro. Because I think eventually, you once you get to probably about later this year, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like a lot of places are gonna go back to normal. You don't necessarily have to wear a mask, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna have people. Who are still wearing masks. Oh, that's happening now. Yeah, you don't like, have to wear masks now. I most feel like, places. Yeah, most places I go to, I see half and half. Right. I went in Walmart the other day. This morning. I went in Walmart this morning. Bro, it was people in there just walking around, just raw dog in the air. And I was like, <laughs> this too much for me. And I, I had my strapped. mask on. <laughs> you gotta stay strapped. <laughs> I, I, I need that mask. <laughs> I keep my mask in the car. You feel me? So, so guys, one of the things that everybody's saying about our podcast is 
we have some good stories. Like everybody's like, bro, y'all kind of, y'all kind of, y'all kind of comical. But I just want to let people know it took some moments to get here, right? <laughs> so we were talking about like, what is that moment in your life where like a switch happened or like, or like something just triggered you to change and be the person that you are today? You don't necessarily got to be super deep, but I want to talk about what was that moment? How did you get here to be the man that you are today? Yeah, that's good. I'm going to throw it back on you. Oh. <laughs> I thought when you posed the question, somebody else got to go. But okay, I, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. Um, bro, I think I've had a couple of like transitional moments. But I'll say one of the biggest moments for me. So let me just take y'all back a little bit. In college, I was a party boy, a.k.a. Mr. Ciroc. Right. Ciroc, Ciroc boys. boys. Ciroc boy. I remember. Uh, Ciroc boy to section boy. Right. Ciroc <laughs> boy to section boy. The elevation. Right. right. Uh-huh. Um, and so. To tough boy. <laughs> So, so, bro, I was always that guy. Like, I was always that guy in college that was, like, drunk. I was the life of the party. I was super loud, like, boisterous, jovial. Like, I was just that guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know if I, I – didn't, I, I didn't used to go out sober. Right. Like, that wasn't a thing. Right. And so that actually followed me all the way to, like, graduation. Here I am now in, like, my early 20s. I had moved to Houston, still living a party lifestyle. Like, just, you know, going out yeah. here, having fun, just living reckless or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there started to be – I'm going to tell you all the moment where I had a shift. Shout out to my boy, Ant. So, Ant came into town mm-hmm. with his girlfriend. Now, earlier we talked about money creates experiences. Right. Ant does pretty well for himself. He comes to town. He like, we about to do it big. Right. We about to go all out. And so, we, uh, we take him to this place called Prospect Park. Now, this is the Bro, thing. I love Prospect Park. It's a, such been. a great place. We're going to have to go to Houston, and I'm going to take you there. Uh, so Ant is buying all the drinks. Are you talking like, about bottles or drinks? Like, no, he buying shots. He's oh, buying this, all this, shots. That's cool. early twenties. Cool. Remember this early twenties? That's cool. These early twenties. No, oh, well, oh, technically okay. no. Oh. Oh. This was like twenty six. Oh, mid twenties. Oh, okay. He's buying he's, for everybody. But no, 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 but he's buying for everybody. Oh, Y'all, ooh. it's literally like ten of us. I'm not there yet. And dude is buying. <laughs> no, 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 not one round. Not two rounds. He's buying all the rounds. Not three rounds. Again. He's buying all the rounds. It's it's literally as if he had the woman on clockwork. So I take the I take I I don't want to see the bottom of this glass. Bro. I take the first one. I'm like, okay. I take the second one. I'm like, okay. I take the third one because I'm just trying to keep up. Right. Okay. By the fourth one, I go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and I'm like, you can't keep doing this. It's not gonna end well for you. Y'all, I come back, the fifth one, sixth one. I woke up the next day. Now, let me just tell y'all what transpired. Let me just tell y'all what transpired in between me passing out. Bro, that be the worst. Bro, the worst. So, at some point, I lost my glasses. Mm. I was laid out on this yard. This is a popular bar in Houston. I'm laid out like this. Done threw up on myself. Ooh, ooh, they say, y'all there. need to, the bodyguard say, Y'all need to get him off of the stairs. <laughs> get him off the stairs. Oh, bro. So you, so you, so you, bro, bro, so people, you spread out like you people, on the cross. Bro, people, <laughs> people stepping around me. People stepping around me, bro. So they move me into oh, like Lord. into like where the cars, the uh, the the cars of valet, oh. and all the nice cars. There's bushes <laughs> right there. 
I just remember, and because he came to town with his girl, yeah. I remember his girl rubbing my back, saying, "It's okay." <laughs> it was As not I grew okay. Up in the bushes, God. it was not okay, bro. I don't remember anything else. I remember waking up the next day, and and sent me a photo and was like, "Bro, I was about to post this on social, but you was doing so bad that I could not post this." I'm talking thank God about. He didn't post it. Thank hey. God he sent it to me. Yeah. I have it. I'm gonna show it to y'all. I got throw up on my shirt. I'm laid out on Prospect Park's red <laughs> steps. And y'all, in that moment, that was a life-changing moment. Y'all, that was the last time I've ever been Bro, drunk it's so good in my that life. That was before, like... Everybody was really taking videos. Oh like, my gosh, bro. I would have been, been viral. <laughs> I would have been viral, bro. Like, I would have been viral. And so that was a life changing moment for me because it made me realize, like, one, bro, for that, like, that year leading up to that, I really went on this whole drinking wave like that. Right. But I was still doing it because that was the expectation that people had of yes, me. Like, yeah, yeah, Dante's yeah. the party guy, Dante's gonna drink. And so mm-hmm. I literally was still trying to be this guy. For other people. Yeah. It did not make sense. I don't even like the taste of alcohol, bro. And so in that moment, bro, I had to make a decision. I was just like, we're done with that, bro. That was the last time I was drunk. I was like 27. I'm 31 now. Really? Um, yes, You bro. haven't been drunk since? I have not been drunk since. Because I was so embarrassed, bro. Oh, I, was literally, I was literally... I was literally... We're good. Uh, <laughs> bro, I was so embarrassed. No, I know. Cooper be sneaking stuff in my drink. <laughs> hey, uh, don't say that. Oh, no. no please don't count. It was a joke, y'all. It was a joke. Uh, but yeah, bro, I haven't been drunk since that moment. That was a life-changing moment for me where I realized that something had to change. And so now I've become more comfortable, like, going out and not really drinking like that. But people still be trying to be like, well, Dante, this is what you... But I feel like you... So you've been drunk before that plenty of times. Plenty of times. What's the difference in that moment? Because, like, you went from that moment, you haven't drank again. Yeah. Since since 27, you know I've seen you. No, I mean, he's drank, but he hasn't... (laughs) But I haven't been been drunk. drunk. But I'm saying so no, that, no, no. That's I'm talking about before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing. I just think when I was younger, bro, I just felt the need to always be that guy. Like yeah. I had created this persona, and I felt the need to always be that's a real thing. The, that that person. That's and I think thing. a lot of us get caught up in that. Right. So like you, you people say that this is who you are, and then you like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stay this type of person. You, you feel like you were living for other people's expectations. I was living for other people's expectation, but then I decided, I decided that I was off that. Okay. So JJ, since you threw it to me, what was the life changing thing that happened for you of how you ended up being the man you are today? Yeah, so the the defining moment or like the life changing moment for me comes like and more so whenever I feel like when I moved from Texas to Boston. Okay. Um, I remember that time. Yeah, so this was what, twenty fourteen? I moved from Texas to go to Boston for grad school. Um, so I was out there for two years. But I moved from Texas to Boston not knowing anybody. Right. So when I made that move, I just made a decision. Like, I was tired of being in Texas. I wanted to do something new. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and just kind of explore. And, you know, I like to uh, I like to travel. I like to explore different cities, explore different cultures, things like that. So I was like, I'm kind of stagnant here. Oh, I feel right. stagnant here, right? So I left Texas to get to Boston. Boston, bro, I didn't know anybody up there. So I didn't know anybody. I had never been on the East Coast like that before. So I think that experience... Had you visited the city before? Only time I visited was when I, I went up there once to um, to talk to the program I was I was going into. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was the only time I've been up there. And that was for like a day, I think. I, I think I, I went up there that day and I came back the next day. So I didn't know anything. So I literally got off the plane, had never met my roommates. 
Um, only talked to them through like email so we could solidify our place. And got off the plane, met my met my roommates, went from the airport to uh, the house I was staying at, bro. No furniture, no nothing. And just started my journey, started my life bro, in you Boston. you thugging bro. it. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it, it really humbled me. Um, but I think because it humbled me so much, it gave me an opportunity to learn so much about me. So I think it was a defining moment for me because I didn't have like I didn't have a, a fallback plan. Right. I didn't have family. I didn't have friends really out there to fall back on to to like. So I still had support from a distance, you know, but I didn't have that that the support like when you back home. So it's like I had to figure everything out. So I had to learn about me. Uh, finances was low. I was struggling out there, but mm. I made it work. Um, and God always provided. That's one thing I can definitely say is that I never was in need for anything. Like right. all my bills got paid. I, I was able to eat. But I did learn a lot. I grew a lot. And it, I think I transformed from, you know, like how I was, like that stagnant type of lifestyle. Right. Going from college to the young professional, uh, you know, I think that's where I really matured out there um, by myself. So mm, so you moving to a new city by mm -hmm. yourself caused you to really be like, dang, I'm out here solo, dolo. I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Ain't and no plan until, until I, you know, I, I developed a community out in Boston. Right, so shout right. out to, to all my people in Boston. But. Before that, it was just a struggle, you know. Um, How long did it take you to develop that community? Um, it took a, it took a couple, maybe a couple months, I would say. Um, I'm usually pretty like I can be social, right? You know, so um, I think that, and also oh, you're very social, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and I think also being Greek helped me out too. So like I was, I was being able to get plugged in pretty quickly right, right, once right. I was out there. But still, you know, this this is a different lifestyle. It's a different speed. Right, because Texas is slow, considered to be slow mm -hmm. compared to like. And then the that East weather, Coast. bro. That that time I went up to Boston was the worst winter they had in like oh, nah, years, you keep that bro. King, right? Years, years. They had over like a hundred, hundred inches of snow. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so biggest lesson you learned. Um, biggest lesson I learned was to trust God. Really? Ooh, boys want to bring it to God. Nah, I mean real talk, bro. Real talk, because <laughs> I don't feel like. I feel like you can go through life and say, oh, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. Until right. you're in a situation to where you, you got to do it, but to trust God. Oh, God. And so that I think I learned to really just like walk with him. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. That's me. That's good. That's good. Coop. Coop done had, I feel like Coop done had a lot of, a I lot of. A lot, bro. <laughs> Last happened to me in my life, you know. <laughs> a clown. <laughs> a whole clown. There's, there's so many different stages. Right. You know? <laughs> I have so when you ask this question, so many different stories came to my mind, but I'll just give you a light one. <laughs> life defining. Life defining. Yeah. In sixth grade. Are we going back back? Yeah. I had a crush on this girl. Okay. Leanna. I'm not gonna say her last name. Okay. Well, you can say the first name now, she's gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Hey Lily. She know <laughs> I, I think she knows the story. Well, I had a crush on this girl in Leanna, right? So we're friends. You know, we're kind of talking, and we're in second period, which is like home period, mm -hmm. in Miss Feldman's class, social studies. This boy remember <laughs> all of this. No, this is one of those people that can remember. Oh my things. gosh, bro! I don't remember. He can remember that. back like to kindergarten, bro. I can't remember. Listen, that me listen, guys. New student comes in. I'm gonna say his full name. <laughs> Junior Bloss, right? And the girls go crazy. Oh, who is this new guy? <laughs> Lily was going crazy. I'm like, yes. I've been there the whole time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> long story less long. 
Sears updated Junior. <laughs> so this was a defining moment for you. Uh, that when that happened, bro, I was like, God, if you could just give me a good woman, I'll, 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 I I want to say I don't want to slander Junior, but I want to say he ended up cheating on her in sixth, sixth grade. It's not sixth like grade, yeah, sixth grade, yeah. sixth grade. Right. Ended up cheating on her, so I was like, God, if you just send me a good girl, I'll never cheat on her. Years later, he sent you key. Years later, I got her. Mm. Dang, and you know what? And, and Coop over there in love and love. I saw, uh, I saw Key post post something that he had posted like on Facebook like years ago. Oh, no, yeah. it wasn't even that. It, it was, was like, like it was. Or he something. called her wifey. Yeah. Or something under her post, and, and he was like, "I guess I made it happen." So disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but that's good. that's good, bro. So th- that is a uh, that's funny, but it is a that's a. It really changed me. You broke that broke your heart, bro. It changed. It how broke you, my little sixth grade how heart. You relationships. Yeah, I mean the value. It it changed me. I guess like the value that I put on having a partner. Even though I'm only in sixth grade, it wasn't that deep. Yeah. You know, but it's still... Boy, it stuck with you. It stuck with me, bro. You know, me and Leanna ended up being friends later on in life, but... I kind of never did. I should have held, held on to that hate forever. <laughs> <laughs> Junior, <laughs> too. Junior, too. Shout out to them. They both they cool people, yo. <laughs> Dang, bro. You had to look at them. I just tried to date her. <laughs> all friends, bro. Oh, yeah? Bet. <laughs> no, I just think I just think that's funny just because, bro... You have all these moments and you don't even think about them. Like, who brought up something that happened in sixth grade? Uh, JJ brought up something that that happened when he was in his early 20s. I brought up something that happened in Loki in my late 20s. Mm. And it helped to form us to the men that we are today. Right. And I think so many times, bro, people just be kind of going through life, not really paying attention to these life defining moments. But if you really sit down, bro, you will really realize that, like, life done threw some stuff at you and it's literally helped you. It's build blocks to be the person that you are today. Yeah, me and Chris, me and Coop, me and Chris, me and Coop was talking the other day, bro. About, this is Coop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, we, bro, we be calling him Chris Coop. It's interchangeable. It's hard. Well, we was talking talking the other day, bro, about just the importance of awareness, right? And like being able to reflect on situations. There's some people out here, bro, that never reflect. Not aware. Don't give context. <laughs> <laughs> no content. <laughs> we were talking Not about aware. About, talking about no awareness, bro. So like those mo- those defining moments, you have to be aware of those defining moments. Right. They're always happening. You just got to be aware of them. That's good. That's good. Are you aware of your defining moments, guys? I'm. No, I'm t- talking to y'all. I'm talking about t- t- to the Tell community. Yeah. <laughs> we we want, You know this 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 is an important part. So with us being the soundboard, we're inviting everybody into the soundboard. Right. So we want to hear from. You know the rest of our soundboard, right? So we're we're working on creating a space where we can share stories with each other. It's not just yeah. us talking, you mm-hmm. know. So it's important that you know that we get feedback. Um, that's I mean that's why it's important for you to follow us so we can give you this information, right. and give you an opportunity to be a part of the soundboard. Right, yes, join sir. the community, bro. We lit out here, right. and bro, we just trying to figure it out. Like this whole podcast thing, we just trying to figure it out. Life, we just trying to figure it out. Relationships, uh, fatherhood. Now, yeah, I'm trying, to, trying figure to figure it out. We are just trying to figure Unclehood. it out. Uncle, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, Uncle, can I get a shirt that say Uncle Hood is the best hood? And you have an oh, girl. I that's like dumb, that. Huh? I'm wearing that to the baby shower. Fatherhood, Uncle Hood is the, is best, the best hood. Best you just made it. I, I seen a shirt that said Fatherhood is the best hood. Oh, but I I want to change it to Uncle Hood. Let me get my shirt first, though. We're all going to wear them to the baby (laughs) shower. 
No, nah, I'm wearing the Burberry uh button down. Oh, <laughs> the classic. The hood classic. The classic baby father. Yeah. Bro, and you having a girl? Oh, mm-hmm. man. I'm so excited, bro. I'm in, bro, look I'm at Coop's face. right now. Right. Nah, she gonna that get bad, the drill. That bad boy. <laughs> yeah, she gonna join me. That bad, that bad boys, uh, that bad boys episode that came to the door. Facts. It's over. What's the, uh, what's the, uh, the soldiers that protect Black Panther? Oh, the, uh. I forgot the name. Dang, I forgot the name. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She's gonna be alright. <laughs> I think we all need to get in, get in coops outside gym so we can just be prepared for some foolishness to take place. But you know what's so dope, what's so dope about this? Bro, you're young. Mm-hmm. And so you're literally gonna be growing up with mm-hmm. your, with your daughter. Right. Like, when she's 20, you're gonna be 51. That's not that old, y'all. Like, it feels old. It does. When you say it out loud, <laughs> it don't it feel. Nah, I'm not, not gonna that be old. that old, but I'm not gonna be turning up with her. Okay, nah, nah you ain't trying to take her. <laughs> I know some people that had their kids 50, when they were like 50. You still 15, be in good 16s. shape, though. Yeah, that's that's really that gave me extra motivation to make sure that I'm mobile and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right, stay, you know, healthy. Congrats to Coop again on the baby. And congrats to us on episode two. Fellas. Episode two. We man. did it again. We, we made we, it. We hope and pray that this just uh, uh, lived up to your expectations. <laughs> right. Guys. Uh, but we will be back for episode three. Until then, please go follow us on IG, the Soundboard Podcast. Please go follow us. You can follow me personally on IG at Dante, D O N T A E, the truth. And you can follow JJ at underscore Jeremy J. And you can follow me at this is Coop. Underscore. This is Coop underscore. Guys, this episode two, we can't wait to be back to you with episode three. Appreciate y'all for listening to the Soundboard Podcast. Be blessed. Peace.